Years ago, there was a place called the Land of Point. And that was because everything in the Land of Point had one. The barns, the houses, the carts, everything, even the people. Everyone in the Land of Point had a point on the top of his head. Everyone that is... Look out! The lever! Get away from that lever! You'll blow us all to atoms! Welcome, everyone. This is another episode of That Record Got Me High. I'm your host, Rob Elba. And guess what? We have a uh, guest. We have two guests, and it is a husband and wife. I think the only other time we've done this, we had uh, Jill and Rich DeFinney talking about uh, Rush a while ago, and that was a uh, husband-wife duo. And now I'd like to welcome to the show uh, husband and wife duo uh, Tony Capel and Maite Urichaga. Uh, better known as Pocket of Lollipops. Welcome to the show, YouTube. Thank, hey, thank you. you. That thank was you. perfect. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I was, listeners of the show know that I pride myself on my pronunciation uh, techniques. Uh, uh, real quick, before we get into anything else, I just want to announce real quick, welcome our newest patrons. Uh, we have Paul Mahern and Daniel Little. Uh, two new patrons of the show. Uh, don't forget, if you want to become a patron, go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH. You can become a patron like Paul Mahern and Daniel Little. I really appreciate it. All right. So, Tony and Maite, I, I actually know, full disclosure, we've we've kind of known each other like a really long time, right? Yeah. I um, mean, yeah. Probably 10, 15, <laughs> a long time. It's a it's long several time. years. Yeah. <laughs> now, I was going to ask you, is the, ma- the marriage is longer than... Uh, pocket of lollipops right because but the, a pocket of lollipops has been the thing for a long time but the marriage is, is longer than that yeah um uh i guess like uh 26 something years something like that oh, wow. um and yeah the band started i guess maybe like tw- yeah like halfway into it you oh, know okay okay and you guys still now is it hard i mean it's hard in general being in a band like for over 10 years that's an accomplishment so is it like extra hard do you think because you're a couple and you're a and you're a band also does that add i I feel like you guys do it really well i never i don't know i never i I never see you guys yelling at each other on stage performing or anything no no it's um i think no it's been a cool uh thing because it's i mean i did we we kind of grew together with it you know like she started playing the music and no it, it wasn't a it wasn't there's there's no reason to argue about it i guess you know um, <laughs> i'll believe well i don't know yeah, but yeah, uh, just another artistic <laughs> you know and just another outlet for both of us you know like because you know she's into the audio realm and so was i and she got into the bass uh, back in 2008 so um and she got into it organically like she just started you know messing around with one that we had at the house so it's Oh, okay. So you've never have either of you been in bands before this before Apocalypse Lollipop? Well, the Tony. So the the other thing, I guess Tony has always been in bands, but how it actually we've always been supportive of each other, and we're really good friends in high school. Oh, so I think neat. that uh, that that maybe just helped in the sense that we were like friends, and then you know it just was like, oh yeah, sure, let's have a party and get married, and <laughs> yeah, um, and, <laughs> and then, then and then eventually continue. start a band. Yeah, we continued doing everything, but it was 
I, I used to do like artwork and stuff for his bands, you know? Oh, yeah, right, right. Like stage and setup. I took, I did the stages for one of his bands. Like I would set up all the stuff and like I was in charge of like all the fan stuff. And like, I remember always messaging all the fans. Like this was before, you know, we had all this social media. Like I would send messages and like give people all these things that shows so that when they would come to the next show, they already had the date for the next one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember doing that. I remember you used to have like a, a mailing list where people would just write down their, their name and yeah. their, and you would send out, isn't that crazy now that we would yeah. do that, so, send out flyers. So that, that's, that's pretty much what I used to do. I wasn't a musician. I just used to watch um, and always support everybody in Miami, including, you know, Tony's band, but I, I used to go watch bands and I still do go, go to shows all the time. I mean, that's something I've always done since middle school, I guess. So. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. That's awesome. Now, all right. So let's get into it now. So you bought. So you both brought the, this record that we're talking about. This is you're you're both a a fan. I'm assuming, right? Yes. All right. Yes. Awesome. All right. So what are we talking about? Well, um, I mean, I, I first heard this album in eighth grade. Uh, my mom had the cassette of this, and uh, so I I was going through her cassettes and. She, knew, I was into the Beatles at the time, and she said, "Well, if you're into the Beatles, you'll love this guy Nilsson." Um, so I listened to this album, and that was my first uh, impression of who Nilsson was, which is like to me was like a storyteller with all these, you know, these songs in between. I was already into like Led Zeppelin and Jimi Hendrix and stuff, so hearing someone like him was uh, from the same time period was it was you know it was a different you know, exposure for 1971, you know, for what it was. So, um, yeah. Oh, wow. So this was your first, uh, exposure to, well, my, yeah, back in, like, yeah, I was in eighth grade, you know, um, so, uh, that's, that's when I first heard, uh, this album. So, uh, which is what you still haven't said the name of the album. Get to the point, yeah. Tony, you know, yeah, All right, nice. so Maite, how about you? Did Tony introduce it to you or did you know so that this album? Yes. Tony introduced it to me. And I mean, obviously I'm a fan of the music, but what I was more interested in is, you know, the fact that, um, and I don't know if you have it on vinyl, but it comes with a cut, like a storybook. It has a, like a comic book that comes with it with the album i saw it online yeah i don't have it but i did see online all the different yeah the, the whole they have it all uh, digitized online and yeah. and there's and i actually watched the uh, tv special because explain to everyone who don't know what the point harry nielsen uh nielsen what it is actually explain what it is well he he did this album in 1970 i believe or seven yeah i think like late 70 and um, he was just observing his neighborhood and realized, you know, buildings had a point, plants had a point, and like, at, you know, he was in his own head at the time. So he was um, justifying this reason for existence because everything has a point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think yeah. you're you're leaving something out because I think the full quote was that he was on what? He was on acid when he, <laughs> yes. when he discovered this. Right, right, of course. But I think that was just normal at that right, time, but, yeah, too. But, that's, but everyone <laughs> was, yeah, was exploring, right. you know? Yeah, yeah, everyone was exploring at that time, you know? So whatever realm, however they did it, you know, yeah, he took acid, of course. But that, but the point is that he, his head was still in that direction before he took the acid anyways. Okay, so the record, so this was his concept, and then someone, and then they made it into the uh, cartoon? Because that's what I watched. I watched the TV special that's, uh, that yeah. you can find on YouTube. Yeah, the cartoon came out maybe three or four months afterwards, and 
Yeah, but it came if, after the release. I don't yeah, know if it like, was three or four months, but I know yeah, yeah. it was it was definitely after. Yeah. So, um, but that's uh, when you listen to the songs because I was paying attention to the songs at the time. I, when I first heard it, the narration wasn't really my first interest for probably like two or three listens, which was you know still back in in eighth grade kind of a thing. And right until I realized what the storyline was, because so I always understood this guy as being like a storyteller versus uh, the musician he was. You know what I'm saying? Like because right, he was such, right, right. He was so so uh, so he's so huge in his catalog. You know so um. So this was uh, the first album I heard by him. Yeah, and and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be totally honest. I don't uh, when there's albums that have uh, like dialogue and songs. After a while, the dialogue kind of gets. In, I feel like gets in the way. It kind of annoys me. So what I actually did was I I made a separate uh, a playlist of just the songs. I'm listen to that because I just didn't want to keep hearing you know the narration over and over again because I don't know that kind of takes me out of just wanting to hear the songs. But I understand obviously why it's there. And the so we should say the original uh, uh, the original airing. Who was the voice originally? Do you guys know? I think it was. Him. No, no, I don't. Well, think he, he's on the record. It's him talking on the record. But the original broadcast was. I heard a Tony Danza one. If I that's what I heard. <laughs> what? So, uh, I did not find that. Uh, Dustin Hoffman was originally. They paid oh, cool. uh, Dustin Hoffman uh, twenty thousand dollars for his narration, but it was only to be used on one broadcast. So for oh. later airings, they had to get this other guy, Alan Barsman, and then the and then they had they did like a VHS DVD release and Ringo Starr. Listen. Once upon a time, a long way from here and a long way from now, there was a tiny village where everything, the houses and the carts, the bridges and the barns, everything, all had points on them. In fact, it was so full of points that even the people had points. Played that because uh, it's like narration, but it's also in the told in the form of a dad telling a story to his kid, right? Right. Yeah. And then, but the version that now you could find on YouTube is who? Alan Thick. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, that's <laughs> totally what I meant to say, Alan Thick. Gosh, I don't know why Tony Danza. I'm like, wait, oh, did Tony, you you, you mix Tony Danza with Alan Thick? Well, yeah, you know. know. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but I think it's just a name in the time period. <laughs> okay. um, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. I never, under, I actually never understood why he got involved with it, and it's, and, and I mean, I guess there's so many uh, versions of it, but. I don't know. I'm more into the album. Now, neither of you, I'm assuming neither of you saw this like on TV anytime when you were younger, right? No, you, you didn't see it. Right? I don't think so. I I mean, yeah, I don't, I, 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 don't think... I had never heard of it. I mean, it seems yeah. it's cool. I could see it being something I might have liked. And the kid, the voice of the kid was Mike Lookingland from uh, the Brady Bunch. Uh, Bobby Brady does the voice of the kid. And uh, yeah, I think I would have been all, but I don't know. Maybe where I lived, they didn't show it, or uh, I just I had I never heard until you brought this record to me. I had no idea this existed at all. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, no, it's. Uh, it's I, cool, I'd be curious it? if there are people that just remember it when they were kids, you know, seeing it when they were kids, and then maybe had the VHS uh, tapes of it, which would be cool. But uh, all right, so you guys came to this more music, more of like a music thing as opposed to the. Uh, the cartoon TV special, right? That's yeah, I, we didn't see it in the mornings. I know, I know, I'm interested in the cartoon and the and the comic because we have it. Um, right, right, and I right. actually watch the movie every year, just so you know. 
Um, you do really? I do. Oh, I nice. Do. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but it, but I was more interested in the artwork with it and, and the book that comes with it. I love, and definitely, obviously we love the songs on it. Um, yeah, yeah. Our dog is actually named Arrow from, from that, uh, is it? Oh, you know. that's awesome. All right. So that, yeah, and arrows. And you got a song. Do you guys ever sing uh, me and my arrow to, to your dog? We, we play it for her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this one more question before we get into listening to the songs, which what I don't know, maybe I'll actually, I'm going to save it to when we get up to it. I have a question about the dog, but let's, uh, let's start listening to the, uh, to the record. Okay. Um, obviously I'm just going to play clips of the songs. I'm not going to play the narration clips. All right. But I'll, I'll put some of that in the episode. I'm sure. But uh, we're going to listen to the music, all right? So yeah. let's listen to a little bit of the first song, Everything's Got em. This is the town and these are the people. This is the town where the people all stay. This is the town and these are the people. That's the way they wanted it. That's the way it's going to stay. songs at first i was thinking uh, some of it's kind of uh, beatles-esque but then the more i realized i think it's more a beach boys-esque than beatles-esque what do you guys think i i agree on that right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um all right but obviously all right so you got this you got nilson's voice which he's got like the voice of an angel right like a male angel <laughs> well no his, his voice is awesome and he's again he's just got this uh you know every I don't know. I mean, his catalog is just great. So I, I don't know how to like say, cause his voice, he goes through so many ranges through his albums, you know? Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Cause so supposedly, he, yeah, he had this really, like he could sing like three, three octave ranges. He's so good. He's so good. This, I think, was his most, uh, even before I saw the animation, it was just like mentally, it was just a very animated album because he's telling that story with the songs and the songs have to actually do with the story. And Right. All right. Um, so we didn't we, we didn't say he's talking about just the, the town and the people and every, everything's got them. Everyone needs one. But he's talking about points like everyone in this in this uh, um, land. They all have points. And then this kid Oblio is born and he has a round head. Right. Right. Well, so, I think. Yeah. But I think. the, the Yes. Definitely. Yes. I've, I know the the. I guess the movie more than Tony does. So. Oh, okay, Tony. So Tony. So you're the. Uh, my taste. So you're the one who watches it every year. He doesn't sit with you and watch it every year. No, no, because I watch it. I watch it. Um, 
in the day with with a group of other people all the time. <laughs> oh, is this like some kind of cult, like some point cult or something? <laughs> um, I guess I don't know. It's not oh, a nice. cult. It's just a, a group of you know. I don't know. Like, <laughs> well, just to be clear, people in a cult don't usually say it's a cult, so I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well then, I guess maybe we're a cult. No, no, no. You're just you a uh, group of people that appreciate and enjoy it. That's interesting though. So Tony, you're just you're just all about the record itself, but you're not uh and and yeah, and you can get basically the the gist of it all from the uh from the songs. Although there are might say there there are some crazy there's some crazy weird shit that goes on in the animation, right? That maybe's not it, Yeah, the- it's I mean, obviously that totally ties into I guess, you know, where where he talks about that he was doing acid right, and I guess right. Right. That, that you see it but then I think also because I looked back I recently watched it before Tony told me we were doing this um I think back in like May or something or April and it's it's weird to look at it and then just think about how all the characters look and then I guess seeing how I get I want to say it was ahead of its time in a weird way Oh yeah, I think so. 70, 1970 it is because it's it, it is very psychedelic in a way, especially when he goes to the forest to the uh, you know, the forest and everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's uh it's definitely uh psychedelic and maybe some things aren't you know, even though it's a kids thing, some things maybe might go over kids heads. But uh all right, so let's get into the next song which is basically the theme song for him Oblio and his dog Arrow. This is Me and My Arrow. Me and my arrow Straighter than narrow Wherever we go Everyone knows It's me and my arrow Me and my arrow Taking the high So they're right, very uh, Brian Wilson Beach Boys-ish, right? Well, yeah, totally. Um, that that little hand shuffle on the organ, you know. Um. I came along when he broke your heart. That's when you needed someone to help forget about him. I gave you love with a brand new star. That's what you needed the most. Set your broken heart free. I but at the same time, it's just like the energy. So I don't want to say it's Brian Wilsonish because he was also in his own. Play yeah, well, I know. Sometimes we just hit a reference point Brian for me Wilson because. Is also- inspired by him that's something that's uh, yeah, that makes sense that makes sense it's just i've so, listened to so much I more think they all Beach each other, but no one wanted to claim it so right right yeah no that that's fair that's totally fair i just never I, i'm someone that didn't know about harry nelson until much later recently and i've always obviously i know the beach boys so that's like my reference point but yeah that, that's fair that makes sense i have a question for, this is the question i was going to ask about the dog 
Was Dude. Arrow supposed to be a female dog? Well, Arrow in the song is a female dog. Our dog is a female dog. All right, but in uh, Maite, I guess I should ask Maite, does he, because I, I, I only watched it once, so I don't know if I'm going to watch it every year, but does he refer to the dog as, as, a, as a female, or does he say here? Because I, I, I thought I remembered him saying yeah, here. He said it wherever she goes. Yeah. Or- I think it's a girl. Yeah, it is a girl. Even in the cartoon, he's referring to, uh, to it as okay. I was just wondering because I was just wondering. I thought it was interesting because not you could listen to some of these songs, maybe not this one, but some of these songs, and just uh, interpret it as more universal, not from a story, but just like uh, from maybe a, a love song or relationship type song. You know? Yeah. Well, I think that's also what I meant that the that the thing is ahead of its time, not even just the audio, the visual, but the audio, like the the way it's referencing. I guess too, and I guess maybe because I've seen it so many times, like just thinking about identity and gender, like if you go back and look at it, I know Tony doesn't want me to bring this up, but if you look at the no, the characters it. with the point, the triangle point, um, <laughs> Tony, Tony's Go ahead, but don't listen to him. Go ahead. You bring it up. Don't worry. No, but just like to think about, you know, talking about differences and, you know, right. Oblio was a circle and everybody was the triangle. And yes. You know, like I, I think. And by the way, I noticed no one wore any clothes either. Everyone was bad. <laughs> they didn't. Yes. <laughs> they I, think this, I think the story has more to do with everyone has a reason. Well, yeah, they, he plays with the point. Everybody has a reason with, to be here. Yeah, the idea of the point, and then, but then they also, you could take it literal. The point. So I think it's kind of both. Yeah, because he plays it on different levels. Because part of it is just being different, accepting people who are different, right? But then yeah. also, but then there's this whole other thing about yeah the point thing too and also musically i think maybe ahead of his time too by the way it's really hard to find out like who's playing on this but i'm assuming it's him doing all the vocals like uh, him harmonizing with himself because i know he was really good at that tony's looking at the record let's see (laughs) let's see if we find some information information. keep going with your story i'll get back to you soon okay okay (laughs) but i am yeah i am i mean i because i have read before that actually people i at some uh, i read something funny that he it was an interview where someone someone was giving him crap for like not crediting uh, his backup singers for a record, and then he said, "Well, there are no. It's it's all me, you know." <laughs> and they were kind of like trying to call him out that he didn't credit the, all these different backup singers, and it was all him. So I thought, but that just shows he's so he has such a range that he could sing, and and you maybe uh, people who didn't know wouldn't think it was him. I don't know. It looks according to this this. Can't did it all, man. Like that's what I was wondering. I was wondering if he did. So uh, yeah, I think uh, I, I could see that because obviously a talented dude and Polly. This is this is a crazy one. This next one, uh, a Polly. Yeah. Let's listen to it and we could discuss oh, it after. Polly, hi, yeah. Valley, 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 so low. Valley high, valley, valley, 
yeah, so this this song has to do with the with the game that they played, the triangle toss, where it ended up the the one the, the one kid whose dad was a real asshole, you know, exposed him for not having a point on his head and uh, he ended up getting banished. But this is like kind of a crazy song, though, right? Because what I mean, in 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 the one hand, uh, it's sort of playing up the uh, sports, like maybe at a at a school, like college sports. But then it's talking about I don't know. He's playing with the words. He's playing with poly high, uh, polytechnically high. So uh, polytech with a school. I don't know. It's just it's interesting. I guess that's kind of see. I'm I'm not a huge. I, I don't know that much about Harry Nilsson. So I guess maybe this is just uh, the way he writes. He kind of writes in. Uh, he 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 writes uh, like I yeah, said, it's sort it's of more a, riddle kind of stuff. Exactly, I think exactly. That's what I'm. Yeah, about. I think I think this it may. I think the background audio you're hearing about the game, um, the way it plays in is it's more on the riddle or more on the. It's more low key. It seems like because it goes right into, you know, the the trial the, and the banishment. Yeah, the trial and the judgment. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like yeah. I think this is just like the shuffle of the game. You know what I mean? Like, or maybe the poly high is like what he's you know what he's feeling inside the game. Well, you know? that's what I'm saying. That he's playing with the high thing too. So he's play he plays with a lot of different. He's he comes at it from a lot of different levels. Instead of just a song to move the story uh, ahead, he's also making it kind of an interesting song too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think. Yeah, I think in the end we'll talk about the end later. But yeah, go go ahead. <laughs> no, and I, I guess yeah, I'm I'm not. I guess uh, I'm not. If for fans of the record, I'm not mentioning the narration, which it, it goes basically song narration, song narration. I hope, but you know, it, it's my podcast. Make your own podcast, and then you could you could play <laughs> the other ones if you want. But uh, I'm gonna st- uh, you know focus on the songs, and now we get a song. That I really, you know, because you could take it. Uh, well, like I guess as you do is just like. A, a record and uh this this is a really uh nice little song and it's called think about your troubles sit beside the breakfast table think about your troubles pour yourself a cup of tea and think about the bubbles you can take your teardrops and drop them in a teacup Take them down to the riverside And throw them over the side To be swept up by a current Then taken to the ocean To be eaten by some fishes Who were eaten by some fishes And swallowed by a whale Who grew so old He decomposed existential song right <laughs> well it's, it's funny because yeah because this is after he gets banished correct I'm right mistaken. so he's like um but also there's there's i guess there's a two-part watch to my answer on this song this is like it, it describes what i think uh he has to go through because he's in these times of now he's on his own 
so he has to get his head together. But at the same time, I think the song was also appropriated to this because I don't see Oglio making tea. No, 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 right. But it's but but it is sort of like he realized because he was kind of like dreading. Like you would think you're getting banished as far as you're dreading it, but then he sort of as he goes through, he realizes oh, it's, it's, it's worse. Yeah, it really. It, yeah, but it also isn't that bad. And it's you know the 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 whole idea of the song. Think about your troubles because just you know throw them on the side because they'll be eaten by some fishes who were eaten by some yeah. other fishes and swallowed by a whale it's like yeah it, 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 it's like I said very existential which is a pretty sophisticated thing for kids if you want kids to get that <laughs> yeah I don't know were you uh, do you feel you were probably a pretty uh, a pretty hip kid right what did you say how old were you when you first got exposed to this Tony uh, well that's a fun question I was in eighth grade well oh, you were in eighth grade um, okay yeah I was in eighth grade when I when I first saw this, because I was going again, I was going through my mom's cassette. She had an awesome cassette collection, and yeah. Um, so I and I found this, and I was like, "What's this?" And she's like, "Well, if you like the Beatles, you'll like that guy." Day after day, alone on a hill, the man with the foolish grin is keeping perfectly still, but nobody wants to know him. They can see that he's just a fool And he never gives an answer But the fool on the hill sees the uh, Right, right. I, I listened to it and then, you know, I um, it happened before I started exploring. We'll say that. Um, so, so once I started exploring, I started listening to it again and it made like a whole nother sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, right. Yeah. The music, I was listening to the message, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, yeah, that's that's something. Yeah, that definitely. Just doing this podcast, I I realized when I revisit records that maybe I had in a long time, you you just yeah. you experience them a different way as you're older. So my tape, my question to you is: Were you already like Tony exposed you to this at first? But were you a fan, or did you know other Harry Nilsson before you uh, got into this, or was was this your first first exposure to him? No, too? this was my first experience, and I think it was like like a college when I probably heard it. Okay, okay. You know, and then I think I got, I don't know if it, did we buy this record together? We did, right? So we were aware of the music and everything, and I think we found the record um, somewhere on, I think we were on the road, um, I'll be honest with you. (laughs) And we saw it. Oh, yeah, if you see it, you, like, have to buy it, right? (laughs) Well, if you could see the the comic, the little, that comes with it, I mean, I was so, like, that That for me was, like, the selling point, you right, know, when right. I saw it, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's in there. I'm like, we could, yes, we must take this, you know? Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's weird to me in a way that, uh, I just never, like I said, maybe it's just me. I don't know. Maybe I'm the I'm an idiot because I've never heard of this before. I wonder how many people actually have because yeah, it is. It's something I would think at least more people would know about, you know, because yeah, the uh, packaging of it is so unique and it had this show and it was made a bunch of times, remade a bunch of times with different narrators and Ringo Starr narrated on that. So you would think, I don't know, I would think more people would, would know about it, but maybe they do and maybe it's just me. Who knows? Yeah, may- maybe, uh, honestly, I want to say maybe even an older generation, old, maybe even older than us. Yeah. I mean, how how old? I mean, I think I was only like 10 when it came out. Was I 10? This is in 1970. Okay, so not even. You weren't a boy yeah. around at so all. So we weren't even around. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I was around. I was no, a little I would have even noticed it on TV, like if they even played it. 
how old would I have been on like an ABC TV show? Right, right, right. Like when would they? We should maybe find out when they aired it. Yeah, and I'm wondering if they only aired it in certain, uh, like you know, Christmas or so, you know what I mean. You know how they do special things on holidays or something. Yeah, but just never. I just was never exposed to it before. All right, so we get we flip the record over and we get side two. It starts with the uh, pointed man narration, and now we get a song, another song called Lifeline. like there's the backups there's females the voices singing but i don't think it is i think it is all him yeah i mean according to the credits on this unless there's, you know what you're saying is is accurate and this is the album but um according to this yeah it's all him and I, and i and that's what i understood after i i mean years after of course hearing it for the first time but like finding out that like once i got into like studio study kind of stuff like understanding how these studio junkies figure out their their realms you know um, right I reverse engineers that. reverse engineer records right to figure out how right well yeah the, the musicians are their own engineer and then they have an engineer watching the board while he's doing what he's doing kind of thing yeah 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 but uh man he was so so great so talented right and i guess uh i guess didn't play live because he didn't he had uh stage for bad uh stage fright and didn't want to yeah, he just he wasn't into it. But there was a between this album and uh, what is it called, Aerial Ballet, I believe. Um, he did a, a BBC special where he played some of these songs and he played some of the other songs. And oh, really? It's a, it's really cool because because they asked him to actually play for a, a live audience, but he I think he convinced them to let him turn it into a, an actual TV show. So he had the audience do certain things, and he kind of directed the whole audience, right. you know. Um, so uh, yeah, he's a. Uh, so now, cool. 
Would you both say that you became like this was your first exposure? But did you guys become fans of his, like Nilsson fans? Like, do you have other, you know, his other releases? And would you consider yourself yeah. a yeah. Nilsson fan? You yeah. are, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, because I once I found out how involved with, you know, because Ringo Starr, you mentioned Ringo Starr. Ringo Starr was actually his best man uh, for for one of his weddings, and you know, he did one uh, of his weddings. <laughs> and, uh, and um, his, I think it was his last wedding, of course. Oh, but, okay. um, and uh, he, uh, and he did a, an album with with John Lennon, the, the Pussycats album. Oh, that's right, that's right. I saw that. Mucho more. So he was able, actually able to hang out and work with those guys as 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 friends, you know what I mean? So and and it's cool because you know apparently those guys reached out to him and so they they inspired each other and he didn't even realize that he inspired them, you know what I mean? So, right, uh, right, right. Yeah, because so, he was. I, I mean, he he was well into because this was what his uh, sixth uh, album already. Yeah, so this is, yeah. This yeah. Is he had, um, yeah, he had quite a career, and I guess, yeah, one of these guys that's maybe not. Although he did have some huge songs, right, uh, that he wrote, but uh, that was very well respected by his peers, just because obviously he's so talented, so goddamn talented, right? Well, yeah, and I, yeah, I just think he just stabilized himself, so he was able to just work and make work, and you know what I mean, like be artistic and also be in the professional realm, you know. So, um, yeah, and but he, oh, but these albums, you know, these albums, these songs, he, he. Wrote, but that, whatever you're getting into different albums now i don't want to do that <laughs> yeah right no we're talking about this one that's all right so we'll go uh let's get to the point guys yeah, yeah. <laughs> get to the point <laughs> there you go all right so uh we get the uh the the birds narration the whole thing with the with the birds i'll, I'll i will tell you it's it's very that cartoon is very trippy i will probably watch it again because i i it, it was enjoyable it was it was you know it's strange and it almost reminded me do you remember when the beatles had the yellow Submarine thing. Yeah. yeah definitely reminded me of that um all right but now we get uh this is also again kind of the lyrics in this are kind of trippy and adult for a kid's story i think uh pov well, i don't necessarily know if this is supposed to be a kid's album you know what i mean right. like i think this is just uh but i mean the special is supposed to be a kid's thing though right i don't know i think i think it was it was clean enough to be for a kid but it was Right. It was clever enough for those who got it, and then the ones who weren't were, you know, watching Little Rascals or something. You no, know okay. I mean? Hey, don't you don't have to? Why are you putting down Little Rascals? I used to watch Little Rascals. No, they're great. Yeah, they're wonderful. <laughs> they are great. All right, so let's listen to it. Yeah, but they are, yeah, they are definitely kind of trippy and adult for a kid story. Let's listen to POV Waltz. And suddenly, the strangest things are happening. I hope it's not. Last time, last time I had a drink or two an hour or so ago It made me think of you And now I know it's not the last time Last time Flying high up in the sky I wonder why I think I'm gonna fall I think I'm gonna fall 
there I go again, I'm up again, there I go again. I hope this isn't all. As we're up here, we might as well stay in sweet harmony. So yeah, kind of adult things going on because he's talking about having a, a drinker. I had a drink or two an hour or so ago. It made me think of you, and now I know it's not the last time. But. I liked, you know, the one thing I really liked about the character Oblio in it was that he was very adaptable to whatever was going on the situation. He was like, oh, okay. So that's why the POV Walt's point of view, I think that's, he was kind of showing that, you know, just look at it. If you're scared or, or you're confused, just look at it from a different point of view. And maybe it's not that bad. And that's kind of, I think that's kind of what he's saying in, in this song here. Yeah, I was actually trying to see if it did air. It doesn't say that it aired on a kids network. It just said it 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 was on the TV network. So maybe it was something that was done like late at night. Like I'm just trying to think now. This is, I don't think dude, I don't think it was geared for that. I think he was just making these songs and I also think that he had a story to tell and he was it was the right time to put it together for this, you know, like I don't know. He had already done so much by this time. So it's weird. It's a weird time period because like, you know, you're talking 1970s. So it's like, you know, it's not like he was following Beach Boys. You know what? Pet Sounds came out in what, 66? So it's not like he was following, piggybacking that. He wasn't piggybacking the Beatles because all the psychedelic stuff came out in 67. All the Right, you know, right, right, right. Chaos happened after that where they weren't even friends. You know what I mean? So it's not like he was piggybacking that. Yeah, probably just like an, an an artist thing, like an artistic thing, like someone like yeah. you guys. If someone came to you and said, "Hey, can we take your songs and we want to make this animated?" You'd, you'd be all over it, right? You'd say, "Oh, I that would be so cool. excited!" Well, yeah, because it's, it's it's artistic <laughs> and you could do it. Yeah, so that's probably I'm waiting the same thing. for that. All know, right, like- well, you listeners out there, you they would be. Per- by the way, they would be perfect. The perfect people to do that if you wanted to do that, right? Yes, okay. I'm I'm ready for it. Okay. I told Tony, Thank I go, you. I'm waiting. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> to do it yeah yeah, yeah. i also was thinking when you when you look at the record cover and i don't i have never seen the cassette so i don't know is the same thing on the cassette Mm -hmm. the boy on the front actually looks older like maybe hey he's not a kid it looked it looked maybe you know late teenagers and i and i started to think about especially now that we're talking about this you know um was it geared more even toward like you know Moving on, moving on, or like even a, a kid having to go to college, or oh, you know, right, right, right. yeah, or leaving the house, you know, like looking at it. Because um, the thing is, too, if you knew the album before, he talks a lot about his early childhood and like his dad. So maybe this is his teenage, early twenties, you know, time period, and he was able to animate it because you know physically he was you know, doing the things for his, his brain work, you know, so. But yeah, the cartoon um, does make him look very young. But if you think about what he's doing in the cartoon, yeah. it is meant like for an older kid. Oh Agreed. yeah, well the parents, it was, I'm thinking these parents, they love their kid, but okay, we'll just send him away to the forest, you know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> 12 year old, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah and his dad so, was like, he'll be yeah. fine. 
<laughs> you, that would scare the shit out of kids if they knew they were going to, oh my gosh, I had the possibility of being banished at 12. Right. This is going to cause chaos, Rob. This is no good. <laughs> we can't don't, don't put it for the kids. They're going to freak out. But yeah, it looks like an older kid on the front cover. Yeah. Though. Yeah. I really, yeah, I think you're probably right. But also, like like many things, I think it could be taken at uh, at two levels because I could totally, like watching this, I could totally have pictured my kids when they were young really liking this, loving it and wanting to oh, re- for sure. rewatch it over noticed. and over. For sure. Not even notice what they're like totally Exactly, but still really liking it, yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then later revisiting when they're older, they'd be like, oh my God, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that goes for all music. Kids like all kinds of music and they have no idea what they're listening to. That's true. Some I know plenty of I know I know plenty of grown people that listen to and don't know any what they're listening to either. Yeah, totally. <laughs> all right. So we get the final song, Are You Sleeping? which could be taken like a lot like if you didn't know anything about the story or anything, it could just be like a straight up like love song or maybe lost love song. But it also works to Are You Sleeping as the boy in the story because his dad's basically reading him this uh, bedtime story and he's, you know, falling asleep and maybe some of this he's dreaming too. So, uh, but it's a really, it's a really nice, a lot of these songs, they're just really nice songs and they're very, he has a very uh, soothing quality to his voice, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. At this time he did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, All right, so let's listen to this track, uh, Are You Sleeping? Are you sleeping? Can you hear me? Do you know if I am by your side? Does it matter if you hear me? When the morning comes, I'll be there by your side. kind of know the answer but i'm curious what you have but i i feel like i know the answer but i was going to ask you if you how much you feel like this like this album and harry nelson has influenced your music and what you do and and my answer is yes it has for sure but what do you guys think? you go first um i would say once i saw it i i felt like oh wow look a kindred spirit like someone like weird like us <laughs> right right well i didn't want to say i didn't want to say that but but, but that's how I felt, you know, like when I saw like the whole, the way it was all created. And then when you hear it, um, when you see, you know, the, the, the images and when you see the story, like for sure, I was like, oh, wow, this is cool. Like, yeah, I can totally relate. 
but did I listen to it or or think oh we should like play a song like I didn't I didn't get that vibe from it no no not uh, not directly but I can see the energy yes yeah well you guys yeah because the fact that you guys aren't afraid to do I was gonna go I was actually gonna go yeah I think the his his freedom was cool you know like and that, that's what I like about him but as far as like musically I you know we have a we have a baby grand piano so like watching the way he plays like it it has actually taught me to play piano because i see what he's doing which is really nice and smooth it's not as technical but at the point is, is like just seeing what his approach is you know what i mean so right, i would right. like like musically yeah only on the piano as far as like mentally as like an artist and that freedom that the, he had in, in the his freedom voice. and right. And not being afraid to seem weird or just do something that maybe, uh, you know, maybe like childish in a way, or just kind of, you know, fay whimsical. Like you guys aren't afraid to be, you guys could be like, 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 like hard weird, but you could also be whimsical weird. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the same thing I, I get from this whole album, obviously. So, yeah, I think that's why I, I feel like like when I when I was listening, to this, got into it, I could say, oh, I could totally see why why they're into this. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. fun album, you know, and also it is. But he also crossed all the mediums like audio, film and, you know, just uh, the visual art, which, you know, which is with his comic book, you know, which is there's stills, you know what I mean? But it's still the idea of these are drawings, but turned into a film, you know? So he covered all these like mediums with this one album. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm really, my day, I'm still, I'm really interested in your yearly viewing thing. Like how many people are we talking about that? Get to- <laughs> so I actually share the album. I don't know if you know that I teach uh, a bunch of high school students art. Oh no, I didn't know that. So um, I share the album and sometimes I share like the covers of albums and, um, I, some, you know, I pick certain things and this is definitely one that I'm just like, all these cool things are, right. are uh, something that this musician made, you know? So I share like the whole thing. Oh, okay. And I'm curious, what a high school, what do high school kids think of it? What do they think of it? <laughs> They love it. They love it. They Some do. of them, you know, like obviously when I pull yeah. this stuff out, they're like, where did I find it? it has to be um, cool. Right. You know, right. right. Yeah. Like some, some of them know that I play music some of them don't know like i don't tell everybody everything right, right so it's right. not a big deal yeah that's cool yeah no i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't think all of them would be but the real the ones the, the more arty ones the more adventurous ones would probably think oh that's really cool and say wow she's really that the uh, you're a cool well you, you're obviously one of the cooler teachers right at the <laughs> i guess i don't know that's I don't know who to ask. That you have to ask them. <laughs> I think you are. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you are. Cool. Well, um, thanks. <laughs> yeah. So this was really. Uh, yeah, this was uh, like I said, totally came out of left field for me. I'd never heard of it before. Just really starting uh, to dig in a little to Harry Nelson. You know, coming late to the party, as I often do for a lot of things. It just come late to the party. You know. Uh, but yeah, this is definitely it's kind of out there. But I'm sure I'm sure there'll be people that know it already. And then a lot of people just like, wait, what is that? And uh, you could find a lot of and like I said, you go online, you could find the whole insert, the whole, uh, you know, more information and you could watch. I definitely would recommend watching the uh, on YouTube. They have the whole thing on there, right? Yeah, it's it's free. It is. <laughs> and it's awesome. 
So, uh, all right, pocket of lollipops. What, uh, what do you? What's 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 going on? What's the what's the newest, most recent thing going on? Um, I guess we're. I've been writing new songs, and we we just finished an album. I guess last year, like, came out right during, like, I guess COVID, right right after COVID. Yep. Um, and uh, we got to work with some cool people on the cover and and um, you know the engineering. So that was cool. But we're writing songs, and I guess we have another project. Do you want to talk about the project with Kyle or not yet? Um, well, yeah, we're, we're going to be, well, we're recording a couple songs that we're putting out with this label out here called um, Anti-Electual Records, um, which is run by an artist named Kyle Trowbridge. So he uh, he does, like, short runs of these, these records. So um, They're late, I believe. Yeah, like late, that. yeah. And- that's gonna be cool and he'll be we'll be doing like the art with him and like that's just something we like doing like trying to work with other people oh yeah yeah no you you guys are always good with that you're always very inclusive very working with uh always bringing other people into it not just not just about throwing your your shit out there for everyone and that's it uh that's what i've always appreciated about you guys you're very inclusive and you're just very into you know supportive of the art uh, the whole art scene in general. You've been supportive of things that I've done in the past. I know I've seen you guys pop up, and it's like, oh man, that's awesome. So, where's the best place for people to look to to find uh, find out about what's going on with um, Pocket of Lollipops? Like Pocket of or Instagram. I mean, all that. I mean, we're hosting an event once a month now in North Miami Beach, um, which we usually play, or we invite people to play, like other bands, and then we play. It's it's. It's, everything's on there, all the other stuff that we do. Right. That's the easiest way to find it. Pocketoflollipops.com. And yeah, yeah. It just it's funny. I think, when was it? Earlier in the year or last year, I had Bob uh, Faye on as a guest. And he said, oh, you're in Florida. He goes, yeah, I'm, I'm working on something with these uh, <laughs> these two people. And it was you. It was you two. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's, that was awesome. That, yeah, that's actually coming out soon. Um, that'll be coming out on, we're going to do a cassette and a CD release. Um, with them, uh, Bob, uh, Bob has a band called Lost Hours. Yep, right. So, um, so yeah. uh, it's it's like it's like six songs, I believe, and uh, so it's cool. It's it's just awesome to work with him, just because you know I, I have been I've been listening to his music for so uh, I mean forever for, <laughs> since '94, I guess '93, '94. You know, so you know what do you uh, so when you you know yeah, I guess that's one of those things you yeah. have you have to. Uh, that's obviously appreciate that yeah yeah no it's great it's great and uh yeah it was great having you both on i really appreciate it um yeah this was this was fun i hope you guys enjoyed it thank you it was fun i'm happy we got to talk about this yeah yeah and uh don't forget everyone uh you could find me on instagram and facebook it's at that record got me high also that facebook group got me high on twitter it's at trgmh podcast you could email me at trgmh33 at gmail.com I always love your email saying you enjoy it or then if you tell me oh you 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 got this wrong you got this wrong that's fine I have thick skin so tell me whatever I got wrong it's fine nice. I'll uh you know I, I do the best I can you can, you can take it <laughs> I can I definitely can take it uh, if you want to become a patron of the show like our new patrons Paul Mayer and Daniel Little go to patreon.com forward slash trgmh I can't tell you in, uh, how much I appreciate all of uh, my patrons you're all wonderful I really appreciate the support and I appreciate you too. Uh, keep doing it. Thank you. Thank you. Have a nice one. Care, yeah, we'll us. see you all next week. We're out of here. It's still the same old story.